What's good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera here with you on the Niners Nation YouTube page, Facebook page, and Twitter page. Going to be here with you for the next, oh, 40 minutes or so, breaking down, and I'm happy to say, another San Francisco 49ers win. This one was not even close. Niners 30, Jags 10. We're going to get into it. We're going to break everything down. We're going to answer your questions, your comments by myself today. So I definitely want to hear from everybody even more than usual as we get going on this thing. I mean, this is a rare, rare day where I think I might have one or two slightly negative things to say about the 49ers. But other than that, it was all good today. It was all good. The offense looked good. The defense looked good. The pass rush for the 49ers looked a little improved, although most of that is just Nick Bosa being an absolute terror. Now has 10 sacks on the air. Here's how good it was for the 49ers, just in a nutshell. D'Amador Lenore played. Ambry Thomas played. Aaron Banks played. And yes, Trey Lance played, getting some kneel-down experience that he desperately, desperately needed so that when he plays next year, he'll be elevated. But... uh That's all you need to know for the 49ers. All the rookies played. Trey Sermon got carries, and it wasn't due to injury either. Now, you know, we'll we'll stand by and see. It looked like the 49ers got out of this game relatively healthy, but we'll find out. There was a play at the end that I actually thought Bosa on the Jags touchdown hurt his hand or his finger. Looked like he was kind of pulling it back, but obviously we'll see. Uh, I love this comment from Kyle McAndrews watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. What is this comfortable win? Like, yeah. This is what you wanted to see from the 49ers, right? Come into this game. The Jags are terrible. Come in and dominate. And that is absolutely what the 49ers did in this game. They dominated right from the go. The first drive of the game for the 49ers. First drive of the game, they go 20 plays. 87 yards all the way down the field. Now they kick a field goal on a fourth and two, which is ridiculous, but Just they had the ball for 13 minutes and five seconds. That is unheard of. That's a statement by the 49ers. So anyway, we'll take your questions, your comments, everything all show long here on the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Let me throw that up there for you. And this is what I think we can sort of take away. Because I know some people are saying it's the Jags, blah, blah, blah. But when you look at this week and you look at last week against the Rams, we have sort of seen the identity kind of takes shape for the 49ers, right? Run the hell out of the ball, possess the ball, and put Jimmy Garoppolo in a position where he only has to convert short yardage on third down, and this team can be successful. And they have absolutely done that so far this season. 49ers on the day. Let me look at the actual numbers so I just get it right. 171 rushing yards on the day. Ran for 4.1 yards per carry, but again, 40 Two rushing attempts. Second straight game, the 49ers are over 40 rushing attempts. Last week, I believe they had 44, 42 this week. So that is 86 rushing attempts in the last two weeks. That is exactly where Kyle Shanahan wants to live. And Scott, watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page, correctly points out about that 49ers opening drive. Longest opening drive by any team in 20 years. That is totally true. Domination by the 49ers. Should have ended in a touchdown, but nonetheless. Here's another takeaway for the 49ers. For the last two weeks, they haven't beaten themselves. No turnovers for the 49ers. 
It's massive. It's such a, a huge thing for this team because they always move the football and they don't give it away. If they don't give it away, they succeed. We've seen it again and again and again. And they finally have limited that a little bit. They forced two turnovers on the day. Uh, the defense, well, one was special teams. One was defense. And this is how they should look. This is how they should look. You would never have known that the 49ers had to go on the road. Early body clock game, right? There was no letdown. The 49ers talked about it during the week. It was something that I was a little concerned about. No letdown for the 49ers this week. They look to be on it from the word go. That speaks to the players. That's a credit to them. That's a credit to Kyle Shanahan and this coaching staff. Had them ready to go. They knew what was at stake in this game, and they took care of their business. They handled their business. This is what good teams do to bad teams. Randy Rand watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Good point by you, Randy. A lot of 49ers fans, he says, showed up today at the game. Absolutely. There was a play early on when Niners got a turnover and they showed Fred Warner after he recovered the fumble and they showed him from like the field view and you could see the stands in back of him and they're all red. It's all red and gold. Like you could hear a let's go Niners chant at the end of the game when the Niners were just killing the clock, like loud let's go Niners chant. 49ers fans have been traveling extremely well this season, extremely well. So props to you, props to the faithful. You know, who says the Niners can't play well at home, right? Because it sure as hell felt like a home game in this one. Absolutely. Good point by you, Randy. Um, okay. Let me look at some of my other notes here, things I wanted to get into. Trying to go through your comments as well. Uh, let's just take a little snapshot of the day as we go here. So the 49ers win. They are 5-5. Five and five. We're going to, things will change, obviously, as the day goes on, because games are wrapping up. Right now, Washington is beating Carolina. 24-21, a little over two minutes left. That's awesome for us. The Vikings and Packers are tied at 31. Really would like to see the Packers win that game because the Niners play the Vikings next week. Minnesota's obviously right there in the mix uh, for the playoff spots the 49ers are trying to get in the NFC. Kyler Murray's not going to play again today for the Cardinals, so we'll see how that turns out. And the Saints are down by 11 right now. They were getting killed earlier. I didn't actually didn't see what happened in that game, but it's 33-22 Philly with about seven minutes and 14 seconds left to go in that one. So things potentially could break very, very right for the 49ers to where, and I want to make sure I pull this up right. I, I had a tweet uh, bookmarked there. Let me see. Uh, okay, now, of course, I can't find it when I need it. But basically, if things break right, the 49ers could not only end up in a playoff spot in the NFC, they could end up in the sixth seed. So not even the final playoff spot in the NFC. What a massive difference it has been from just two weeks ago after that Cardinals game to where they are now. Uh, all right, let's get to some of your comments here as I sort of go through. Let's take this banner away. Let's get to some of your comments because there's a ton and we always appreciate it. If you're watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page, YouTube page, hit us up with the comments. For some reason, StreamYard and Twitter does not really take comments, but you can always tweet me at Stats on Fire. You see it on the screen. I'll try and check those as well. Um, how about this comment from John Andrew Leon watching on the Niners nation Facebook page. Everyone should be super encouraged. Whatever growing pains that happened early have turned into a beast of a team schedule is in our favor too. Like I was saying, we feel like we've seen the identity for the 49ers. Now it's weird because it shouldn't have taken this long for the 49ers to get to that point, but it seems like they've figured out how they want to go about winning this year, run the ball, keep the, keep the offense on the field. Limit the exposure of the defense, which I think it's clear is the weaker unit. 
And that's what you think, you know, let Jimmy Garoppolo convert third and short on third down. And that's how they want to win. They've been able to do it this year. I don't know why they struggled so much earlier in the year because it's exactly the same formula that they used in 2019. But for whatever reason, they did. They seem to be on the same page now. They seem to be on the same page now. Chris Maldonado, big fan. He always watches whatever we do. Appreciate you, Chris. I love the fact that we are punching teams in the mouth, he said. Amen. Now, some of you say, hey, it's the Jags. You should punch them in the mouth, and that's true. But it's nice to see the Niners do it. They punched the Rams in the mouth the week ago, too, and they're a very good team. So you can't just say, oh, it's only the Jags. The 49ers are punching teams in the mouth, and good for them. They should. That's how they are built. They are built to punch teams in the mouth. All right, I'm seeing a lot of people comment about this. And it's something that I noticed, too. It's about the first drive. Niners go down the field, 20 plays. Like we said, 13-05. It's fourth and two. They kick a field goal. Hideous, hideous call by Kyle Shanahan. And Nick, watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page, says, why is Kyle so afraid of going for it on fourth and goal from the one? I think it was the two. But um, I don't know. Kyle Shanahan told the broadcast crew, uh, or told Fox, I should say, at halftime that he was super pumped and that he wanted to go for it. And don't forget, then the play clock ran down and the Niners called a timeout to avoid a delay of game penalty. And then after the timeout, they kicked the field goal. And Kyle said, well, I had to talk myself down off the ledge. there." Like, why, dude? Why? Why? are you? He always makes it harder for his team to win. And it's like, you called a timeout to avoid the delay of game and then kicked the field goal? Well, guess what? You just wasted a timeout because you're taking a 20-yard field goal and making it a 25 Like. It wouldn't have made a difference anyway. So it was a terrible decision. And the fact that he doesn't know once they get, you know, down the field, like, hey, we're going to go for it or not. He hasn't figured that out yet. Like he's still debating with himself. That's not a good sign. That's not good process. Let's check out more comments. Um, Let's see. Here we go. Michael watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. You would cry about the call to go for it if it failed. No, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. And I, that's happened in the Niners Cardinals game that Trey Lance started. They went for it five times on fourth down. They only converted one. And I was happy they went for it on all five. Now you can still make bad play calls on fourth down like the Niners did in that game against the Cardinals. But the process is correct. Going for it there is the correct call. Because if you don't get it, the Jags get the ball at the three and they got to go 97 yards on your defense. Like, come on. No. And again, stop looking at these decisions like what if they failed? That's no. Don't look at it like that. What if they failed is absolutely terrible decision-making. What if you succeed? Look at it from the good point of view. So that's what I want to see from the 49ers. Uh, what else did I want to get to in this game? Um, there was some weird stuff about Trey Lance. Oh, okay. Jaquiski Tart and Talanoa Hufanga. Absolutely great job by the 49ers mixing them in in different situations. You know, getting Tart back is great. Now, Kyle said that he wanted to mix in Tart and Hufanga, and it's it's really cool because the Niners can use Tart in passing situations and Hufanga in shorter yardages and rushing situations because he can come up to the line of scrimmage and he's an absolute demon. So that would be a fantastic, you know, kind of versatile option for the 49ers to have on defense it shows you how talented this roster is when everybody's healthy you know they have so many different options um let's go with our three words for today as i sort of rely on you guys for the comments today what are your three words to describe this win for the 49ers if i had to pick my three i think i would go with handled their business because that's what the 49ers did 
good teams dismantle bad teams, right? They didn't just win this game. It wasn't like the Lions game in week one where the 49ers were up big and then a bunch of weird stuff happened at the end of the game and you're sweating it out because the Lions are only down one score. This was exactly how you would have liked it for the Niners. They came out. They got a lead early. They never trailed. They never put themselves in any pressure situations. They handled their business. I'm going to throw this out on the the, uh, Twitter page as well, just because I always like to hear from you. But three words, man. That's it. Handled their business. I'm seeing people tweet about the Packers game. I'm not watching it, but the Vikings just won. Well, that's, that's troubling. Would have liked to see that. Can the Packers do anything for us, right? All of a sudden, Mason Crosby can't make a field goal, but he drills the game winner for the 49ers in a huge clutch spot. Now they come out and freaking Minnesota just gets the win. I'm just seeing it now. 34-31. Man, something is going on in Green Bay. I really don't know what it is, but something is going on with Aaron Rodgers. It's just, it's bad vibes there, man. It's bad, bad vibes tweeting out the uh, three words for Twitter too. All right. Uh, Michael watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. This isn't three words, but we'll get to it anyway. Having Ayuk and Kittle and Debo in tandem today was an absolute joy. If they can stay healthy till the end, you would have to favor a playoff berth. Here's the crazy thing about Debo in this game. He didn't get his first catch until the third quarter, but he was a massive factor in the game because he also led the team in rushing with eight carries and 79 yards. That's 9.9 yards per carry. He had a touchdown in this one. He's pushing for offensive player of the year. I don't know if he's going to get it, but he just might. Jonathan Taylor had five touchdowns today for the Colts. So that's definitely a uh, competition. But Debo's a man among boys out there. And just the fact that he can give the team that option, he doesn't even have a catch until the third quarter, but he's still a huge part of the game plan for the 49ers. That just shows how versatile he is. He is one of the best players that the 49ers have. He's one of the best receivers and best players in the entire league, and he should be treated like that. He should absolutely be treated like that. All right, maybe you got to help me out. Sabu Dog says, Myers drinking tonight. I don't know who Myers is, but we could all have a celebratory cocktail after this one, I think. Joshua Delgado watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Debo is awesome. That is all. Yep, pretty much. Like Debo Samuel. He only had that one catch in the entire game. But like I said, when you can have two targets for Debo, and you win 30 to 10. That just shows you what kind of a day it was. Jeff Wilson, 19 carries, 50 yards. But a lot of those carries were garbage time. And the Niners are just trying to run down the clock. So it lowers his yards per carry. I thought he played well. Trey Sermon ended up with 10 carries in the game. 3.2 yards per carry. That great. But again, some of his were garbage time. So everybody was playing the run. It was kind of predictable. Um, but I thought everybody played well for the 49ers. I throw it to you. Let's throw out some game balls here. Who gets them for you today? Debo Samuel got a lot of love, obviously. How about Brandon Ayuk? Seven catches, 85 yards, a touchdown, made some tough physical catches. I could be wrong, but as I look at this, I don't remember any drops for the 49ers wide receivers. If there were any, there were few and far between. Uh, I'll give it to the, all the wide receivers. I'll give them a game ball because that has killed them at points this season. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been able to convert some of these plays because the receivers have dropped the ball. Well, they've held on to the ball, which is why the Niners offense has been staying on the field because they've been staying on schedule. It is massive for them and credit to them. Good job by everybody. Again, IU seven catches, 85 yards, Kittle four catches, 34 yards. And they were the only two players in this game with multiple receptions. It's a weird offense by the 49ers right now, but it's working. Um, Look, whatever it takes, man. That's been Kyle's sort of mantra 
when they were losing all those games was just whatever it takes. And we're seeing it right now. The Niners definitely have that mantra. Game ball, Marcus Brown watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Game ball, offense, time of possession. Give the offense the game ball. Yeah, like if let's look at the actual number here so I can give it to you. The Niners possessed the ball for 38 minutes in this game compared to 21-38 by the Jags. I believe the Niners had the ball for 39 minutes last week against the Rams. So they're just wearing you down. That's how the, that's the game plan going in. And the fact that it's working, absolutely fantastic. Game ball to Debo, according to Brendan Hanley on the Niners Nation YouTube page. He's unstoppable. Yeah, we talked about that. I mean, you could give a game ball to Nick Bosa, who, you know, I don't know if he's going to win it because Dak Prescott has been playing and, and playing really, really well. Bosa again today, two sacks, two tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. He's now got double digit sacks on the year for Nick Bosa, more than his rookie season. You know, Trent Williams tried to tell us that Bosa's better than he was his rookie season. And guess what? He's been 100% correct. 100% correct. He has been better this year. He's been an absolute monster. Okay. Let me throw this off here. We're beginning to see some post-game quotes come in for the 49ers. So I want to try and react to those, but you have to give me a second because I actually have to be able to read them from the Twitter timeline. Um, Here's Kyle Shanahan on that fourth down decision. I called the play more out of emotion. And the more I thought about it, it didn't, I didn't think it was the right decision. He said on the decision to kick the field goal early. That's dumb. Like again, what is your, make your plan and stick to it and just, Listen to your players. What do your players want to do, Kyle? They want to go for it. Uh, Let's see. What else Shanahan said? We knew how much our backs were against the wall before the Rams game, and we knew it meant nothing if we lost today. 100% right. That's something I said all week. You have to win today. You have to stack wins if you're going to get back into this, and the 49ers absolutely did that. They took care of business today. They have another huge game next week against the Vikings. Absolutely massive, massive game, especially with Minnesota's win today. So, you know, you can't. You can't let the intensity go down, which I don't think they will because everybody can clearly see how big this game is in the NFC playoff picture. Right now, the Niners are the eighth seed in the NFC. They lose the tie break over Minnesota because of their conference record. The Vikings have a conference record of four and two. San Francisco's is four and four. So they are behind the Minnesota Vikings right now. But the Saints are now once again getting whooped by the Eagles. So the Saints are going to drop to four, uh, excuse me, five and five. So it's going to be, you know, just a muddled mess in the NFC. Uh, let me look. Somebody says Carolina is losing. They are losing. There's a minute left and Washington has the ball. Yay. I, I mean, I didn't, haven't seen a ton of that game. I don't know how Cam played. I saw a couple of good highlights, but I have no faith in Carolina right now. I think the two best teams in the scrum in the NFC are San Francisco and Minnesota. I think that the other teams, like the Saints, they're on their third-string quarterback. Who the hell knows? The Panthers, you know, grabbed Cam Newton off the scrap heap, so we'll see. The Philadelphia Eagles seem to be a better team, but the Niners have the tiebreaker over the Eagles because they beat them earlier this season, so that is fantastic. You know, and it's just a scrum in the NFC. Even the Rams, like, we don't know what the hell is going on with the Rams. I'm not just going to pencil them in for the 5C. We will have to see. So... It's massive right now. The NFC, I mean, we're not going to know, obviously, until the end of the year, but uh, it's just, it's fantastic to see because there were so many points this season where I was so down and we just thought that the team was never going to get it together. And I don't know what has changed. Like, I would love to talk to Kyle Juszczyk again and figure out like, hey, what 
is so different because this is what everybody was telling you to do early in the season. And yet, okay, like you didn't do it. And now here they are. It's like all of a sudden they remembered what to do. I don't know. It's almost like they lowered the skill level of their opponents. Like when you're playing on Madden, very, very weird. Uh, NBC Sports Bay Area has an awesome graphic about the 49ers opening drives the last two games. The Rams opening drive was 18 plays, 93 yards, and they had the ball for 11 minutes. Touchdown. Against the Jags, like we said, 20 plays, 87 yards. They had the ball for 13 minutes. So that's 38 plays, 180 yards for the Niners, and 24 minutes of clock time on the first two drives in the last two weeks. So that is insane. Absolutely crazy by the 49ers, but they're getting it done. They are getting it done. Let me check this game drill. Yeah, 44-20. Washington has officially won, so that is fantastic. Yay. Go, Washington. Man, the difference from where we were two weeks ago to where we are right now is absolutely incredible. On that point, Lee says, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, the difference, Jimmy Garoppolo playing well, no interceptions, and our defense getting turnovers, we got Ward and Kittle back. Ward's presence, I totally agree with you, Lee, man. What a difference. What an absolute difference. He seems to get everybody together. He doesn't let up big plays. Ward's been absolutely critical for the 49ers. And Jimmy G not turning the ball over like we talked about. Yeah, this just in, that matters. He's been good. You know, I said my take on Jimmy Garoppolo going into the game was he's got, you know, three to four really good throws in him and three to four turnover-worthy throws in him every game. To be fair to him today, I don't think we actually saw it very many turnover worthy throws if any to be honest i can't even think of one off the top of my head against a team like the jags you would hope that there weren't any but there weren't so he deserves credit for that sure marcus watching on the niners nation facebook page what has changed turnovers turnovers no turnovers better possessions more scoring it's like you said on the gold diggers pod and every possession with a kick and we win first of all thank you marcus for listening to the gold uh the gold standard pod and the gold diggers pod gold standard is thursday gold diggers is friday and every possession with a kick. And I believe the 49ers did that today. This just in. It's a simple game when you do that. It's a simple game when you do that. Oh, man. I don't know what to do with my hands. The 49ers dominated this game. Absolutely dominated. They did whatever they wanted to do. When they play like that, they can beat anybody. Anybody. They, they haven't been able to play like that consistently. They seem to be putting it together now. I want to see if there are any other major injuries. And we won't really know for a couple of days if there are any injuries. But uh, how about this tweet from Chris Biderman? Uh, he says, Jimmy Garoppolo over his last four games, 70% completion, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, one interception, no lost fumbles. That's it. That's it. Just do your job and don't give the ball to the other team. Kyle's got to be screaming it. I've been, I've been wearing this stat out. But the 49ers were minus, I believe, 36 in turnover differential coming into this season under Kyle Shanahan. They just can't stop giving the ball away. And I think Kyle's got to be sitting there like, yeah, if you don't screw it up, I'll get you the win. Like, I will get you the win. And don't think that doesn't matter, by the way. Kyle, I'm sure, is very aware. Everybody was killing him after they lost to the Cardinals. You're eight games under 500, at, you know, in your fifth year. He wants to rack these things up, too. He desperately does. He's tired of hearing that. and. They've been doing it so far. Now, like I said, the game next week against Minnesota is obviously going to be massive, but the 49ers killing it right now. Um, just kind of scrolling through here, seeing if anybody else said anything interesting. I know a lot of people are talking about 
Trey Lance and Kyle should have got him into the game. And why didn't he get him into the game? I think it was weird that he waited so long. I think that Kyle is kind of scarred by what happened in that Lions game. Don't forget week one against the Lions. The Niners are up 41 to 17 at the two minute warning at the two minute warning. And the Lions are driving down at the end of that game. It's a one score game. I think that scared the hell out of Kyle Shanahan. Now, the one thing I would say to that is like, yeah, but you can put guys back into the game. It's not baseball, right? You take out Bosa, you take out Jimmy, you take out Debo, and then you you can put them in if if the Jags were to score. So that's what I would say. But whatever, man. If my biggest complaint for in a 49ers victory is that it was such a blowout that they should have got Trey Lance into the game earlier, like you really don't have that much to complain about. So yeah, like let's not get too bent out of shape about it. Um Shanahan on Debo Samuel running the ball. He's been running the ball here since we figured out how good he was toward the second half of his rookie year. Yep, pretty much. And I think they're going to keep doing it. What else, Kyle Shanahan? Oh, on the did anybody notice that they gave a, a red zone target to Trent Williams? They did a play action on and third down, and they tried to chuck it to Trent Williams. Apparently, Kyle Shanahan was talking about that after the game. He's been talking to me about it since the day I met him. And uh, they didn't get it done, obviously, but apparently Kyle was feeling pretty comfortable if he's giving red zone targets to friggin' Trent Williams. And by the way, can I just say really quick, because I've been really, really hard on George Kittle. He's been stepping it up, man, since he's come back. Red zone, I believe he has red zone targets the last three weeks, three games in a row, which is three straight games, which he's never done before in his career absolutely delivering in the red zone the way an elite tight end should. And he has been that over these last three games. So credit to George Kittle. I'll point out he still hasn't had more than five receiving touchdowns in any season of his career. He still doesn't. Certainly seems like he's on pace for that, but let's find out. But these last three weeks, you can't ask for anything more from him. He has been absolutely money. You know, I, you know, I always say when they play well, I'll say good things about them. When they don't, I will tell you the truth. Kittle's been a, he's been a stud over the last three weeks. So congratulations. Like he deserves praise. It's not me being a hater. It's just when they're good, I say they're good. Lots of positive. I'm just checking the Twitter timeline here. Two game winning streak, 500 record after 10 games. People are telling me Garoppolo could really be the starter again next year. Like, all right, let's not get crazy. Let's not worry about that. Let's not worry about that right now. Scott watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Kittle was double covered on the play. I like the idea of giving him. Oh, uh, Trent Williams, excuse me, was double covered on the play. I like the idea of giving him a chance, but you got to throw somewhere else when the trick plays cover. Totally agree. But again, if that's our biggest complaint, let's let's not freak out here. Um, all right. Let's see. What else do we want to throw up here? I think I know the answer to this, but give me a grade for the 49ers today. And don't just give me A, like, give me some specifics. Give me more. Don't just throw a letter grade out there. For the second straight week, and this is kind of my bigger point here, for the second straight week, it's been A for pretty much everybody, right? Like, every unit, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, offensive line, secondary, like, everybody gets an A in every unit for two straight weeks. I don't know how many teams can say that in the league. Trevor Lawrence was 16 of 25 for 158 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, sacked three times, only ran it for 23 yards. Like it was a, every unit for the 49ers gets an A. 
Joshua watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Easily an A. They knew they were better, and it showed today. That's an interesting point. Do we see now like a little bit of belief start to crop up in the Niners locker room, right? They came into the year thinking like, hey, we're still really good. We're still the Super Bowl team, one of the class teams in the NFC. They win a couple games early. They're a little full themselves. And then, bam, the Packers come out and stun them at the end of that game. And all of a sudden, things get really shaky. Maybe they were a little, you know, a little doubtful, a little nervous, a little unsure of themselves. Especially, excuse me, especially in the Cardinals game, when you get beat by Colt McCoy and the Funky Bunch, you got to be like, what is going on? They come out, they smash the Rams, they smash the Jags. Maybe now there's the belief like, okay, we figured it out now. We know our formula. We know how we have to win. We know we can do it. We know we can do it against really good teams. Maybe now they start to play with some of that swagger that we didn't see from them earlier in the year that seemed to has been lost, which of course you lose, you know, what was it? Five of six. You're going to lose some swagger, but maybe they start to get a little bit of it back. Nick watching on the Niners nation, Facebook page, tough grader B plus need Elijah Mitchell for the run game. And Jimmy needs to hit those easy throws like the miss to Wilson on the first. Oh my God. How did I talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and not mention that first drive? Wilson is wide open in the end zone. Nobody's within five yards of him in the red zone, which tells you how open he was. Nobody's pressuring Garoppolo, and he flat out throws a ball that is so hideous. Jeff Wilson Jr. cannot catch it, and the Niners end up settling for a field goal on that drive. Hideously bad by Jimmy Garoppolo on that play. I could see you lowering his grade from an A to a B plus just for that play. I could see that. That's that's a lot on the. There we go. Sorry about that. Patrick Kellenberger watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page says B plus based on competition. Again, yes, I hear you, but they didn't just win the game, right? They didn't just eke out a victory. They smashed them. It was 30 to 10. The 49ers have won their last two games by a combined score of 61 to 20. You're supposed to beat bad teams. That's what they did to the Jags. They dismantled the Rams, who are a very good team. Don't you know, discount everything you see. Don't do that. That's absolutely the wrong way to go. Uh, how about this comment? And again, I apologize. I'm terrible with the names on YouTube. Uh, Hind Hind watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. If they beat the Vikings and Seahawks, then we can talk. Okay, the Seahawks stink. Like, let you know, let's not put the Seahawks up there. They're three and six. And and there's the, the little dirty secret. Russell Wilson wasn't playing that great before he got hurt. So I know they lost Russ, and that's obviously a factor in their record, but it's not like Russ was kicking everybody's ass before he got hurt. So just slow down a little bit. Now, again, I want to see them beat the Seahawks, of course, but no, the Vikings game next week is an absolute yardstick game for sure. You know, there are certain teams you got to measure yourself against. The Niners are competing for a playoff spot. So yeah, the Vikings game, you can put a lot of stock in. But I don't just totally discount what we've seen just because they beat the Jags today. Kenny G. Kenny G. If your first name is Ken and your last name begins with a G, can you really go by Kenny G? I'm just just throwing that out there, man. Anyway, Kenny G. Watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. The only thing that worries me about the 49ers is if they can't get a drive going and go down a score or two, there goes our whole plan. That's a really good point, Kenny. They have come out, as I talked about earlier, establish themselves, establish their game plan. Game script has always been in their favor. They've always been able to play the type of game that they want to play. The mark of a really good team 
is a team that can beat you when they have to play a game that they don't want to play. When they can play, when they can beat you left-handed, so to speak, right? We haven't seen the 49ers come out and win a shootout this year. That's not the game they want to play. So we don't know if they can. I think they can. It seemed like they kind of did in Green Bay, right? Like they scored the winning touchdown with about 30 seconds to go. Now, granted, Green Bay Bay came back, but that wasn't the offense's fault. But, you know, I would feel a little better about them if we could see, excuse me, if we could see those kind of different types of victories, if that makes sense. But if they also don't have to win those type of games because they're dominating, that's a really good thing, too. So. That's a good thing, too. Uh, How about this? Merrill watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. We stomped Seattle in the first half of the game earlier this season. Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Trey Lance came into the game, who basically knew none of the playbook because 49ers going to do 49ers things when it comes to uh, handling their future of their franchise. But they still lost. So they still lost. uh, So you can't totally give the 49ers credit for one good first half. Michael McCall watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Watching the Jags get injured. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Watching the Jags get injured, fumble, pass interfere, drop passes like we was like watching the Niners just a couple of games ago. So an A for whoever is responsible for changing our fortunes. That's a really good point. Everything that could go wrong went wrong for the Jags. Stupid penalties. I believe the 49ers got four first downs in the first half just from penalties. There were a couple drives where the Niners were stopped on third down and the Jags committed penalties that extended drives. That's exactly how the 49ers were playing early in the year, which tells you how bad they were. But yeah, that's how bad it was. Totally flipped the script. Absolutely flipped the script in this one. And it's nice to see. Like, I don't ever want to go back to watching that team. Like, no, no. I I remember those dark days. So I absolutely don't want to go there. And hopefully the Niners can keep it rolling. The Eagles officially defeated the Saints, so New Orleans is in a three-way tie with the 49ers and Vikings for the last two playoff spots in the NFC. If I had told you that at the beginning of the year, you'd be like, okay, maybe you'd be even a little disappointed. If I told you that after the Cardinals game, when Colt McCoy whooped them, you'd be pretty damn happy. So we're five and five. Uh, we're, we're, excuse me, 11 weeks into this thing. The 49ers are five and five, and everything they want is still ahead of them. That's the refreshing thing. They play the Falcons later this season, right? Obviously, they play the Vikings this week. What they want is still ahead of them. They got to handle their business. You know, you got to, you have to beat Seattle again. You, you have to absolutely beat the Vikings next week. The Titan, I mean, I don't know what to think about the Titans game. At points this year, I thought that was a loss for the 49ers. Now I'm not sure because I don't know what the hell is going on with Tennessee. Derrick Henry may or may not be back. There's some tough games left for the Niners, but they've shown that they can do it now, right? They've shown that they can beat anybody. I I should throw a poll out this week, and maybe I will. Your confidence level in the Niners going forward. That'd be interesting. Like, are you totally back on board now, or are you still hesitant? Let me throw that up in a quick banner. How confident are you in the 49ers going forward? Are you, like, all in? that they have figured everything out and this is who they're going to be the rest of the way. I don't know if I am, to be honest with you, because when you play the way the Niners played earlier this year, you can always fall back into that, right? You can always get stupid penalties. God knows we've seen some from the 49ers. You can always start turning the ball over. But I want to know what you think. Are you like back on board? That's something that Leo Luna and Javier Vega talked about on their show, the Oh Hey There podcast on Tuesday. 
after the Rams game, like, hey, are you back on? Leo was back on. And let's be honest, it's fun to be back on. Like, it's fun to hope again. Why not? What did Steve Carell say in the office? I'm ready to hurt again. Steven Duckett watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Let's go. Favorite podcast, by the way. Thank you, Steven. Let's go. Hell yeah. Hope we're everybody's favorite podcast. Oh, Kenny G is back. Kenny G is the go-to name if your first name starts with Ken and last name starts with G. I don't know, man. That's kind of ballsy, don't you think? Like, man, I don't know. Your first name is Ken, your last name starts with G, and you choose to go by Kenny G. That's a that's a risky thing, man. I don't know. Chris watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Chris Slade, 69. Nice. 60% back on. Chris, I think you're about 9% short on that one. Nick Hufford watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. 60-40 confident if the team that's shown up the last two weeks is there. Well, that's... Yes. I mean, come on, Nick. If the team that shows up the last two weeks is there, you should be 100% confident because nobody's beating them. Nobody's beating the 49ers when they play like they have played in the last two weeks. I mean, just look at the defense, right? The Jags had 200 total yards, period, in this game. That's it. Like, who's beating the 49ers if they only put up 200 total yards? Marcus Brown watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Hey, Stats, call the NFL and tell them to flex the Niners-Vikings game to Sunday Night Football. Uh, they don't really listen to me. I did used to work for NBC, that's true, but I'm not sure they would take my call when they're when it comes to broadcasting decisions. So, J.C. Lucas watching on the Facebook page. Get it, Niners. Love this. Running down their throats every game. Yeah, like that's the plan. <laughs> you know, hopefully Elijah Mitchell can come out. Can we just, by the way, can I just say, Elijah Mitchell has surgery on his finger on Tuesday. And Kyle Shanahan's like, he might be good to practice tomorrow. Like what? <laughs> In what universe would that have been true? He didn't practice. He didn't play. Heal up, Elijah Mitchell. We miss you. But we'll see. Scott Bierman. We've heard from Scott multiple times today. Confidence is about 66%, much better than a couple of weeks ago when it was like 10%. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, we'll see how much that gets shaken if the 49ers lose to the Vikings. But right now, mine's pretty good. I'm pretty confident. Jerry watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Can the Niners run the table and go 12 and 5? That would be awesome, obviously, but they don't have to. That's the point. They don't have to. And you look at the NFC. It's not like there's a ton of really super good teams. So, wow, of course, we want the 49ers to run the table. That'd be awesome. But they don't need to. Just looking at it right now in the NFC, there are one, two, three, four, five teams that have five wins right now. What's it going to take to make the playoffs? Nine wins? Can you make the playoffs at nine and eight? Maybe, right? Like there might be a nine and eight playoff team. So you don't have to run the table, but you got to do what the Niners did today. You have to take care of the teams that you absolutely should beat. When there are teams on your schedule that you should stuff into a locker, you can't do what a lot of teams have done in the NFL this year and poop down your leg, essentially. You can't do what the 49ers did against the Cardinals backups. You cannot do that anymore. You know, the Bengals game. Yeah, it's going to be tough because Burrow's not bad, but like you should win that game. You should crush the Falcons on December 19th. You should crush the Texans on January 2nd. Like, absolutely crush those teams. And then you'll find yourself in the playoffs at the end of the year. <laughs> Paul watching on the Niners nation, YouTube page, Paul Perryman, Trey Lance looks sharp quarterback controversy again. 
look, man, those are elite kneel downs. Those kneel downs at the end of the game, that's what you want in your number three pick, right? I mean, God, the development with the kneel down game for the 49ers and Trey Lance, fantastic, fantastic. Joshua Tree, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, loving the new, quote-unquote new, focus on the D, forcing the ball out, punching, creating turnovers. Simple but so effective. Getting the ball out necessarily has not been the problem for the 49ers. It's actually scooping it up once they do. I mean, against that Cardinals game, Fred Warner has two hands on the football, surrounded by 49ers, and somehow didn't recover the fumble. Now they actually seem to be picking those up. So we'll see. Merrill watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Every game Minnesota has played this season was a shootout. It's going to be closer than it had been these past two weeks. If we see them win a close game like that, then I'll be confident that they are for real. You're right about the Vikings. I, I want to say that every game except one for them has been a one-score game, right? If I'm, uh, I think I'm still correct at that because today was a one-score game. They edged out the Packers. So, yeah, every game they've played has been a one-score game. Kirk Cousins has been money in clutch situations. He, they haven't always won the game, but he has gone down the field every time they needed it for him this year, and he has scored, whether a touchdown or a field goal. Whatever they've needed, he's done. So it is going to be a fun game. It's going to be a fun game next week, and hopefully the Niners pass rush can get uh, some pressure like they did in the playoffs in 2019. That would be very good and go a long, long way towards a victory. Someone in the Kyle Presser said that Trey limped off a touch. I uh, don't know about that. That would be really weird. I'll have to keep an eye on that, but I didn't see anything, Peter Burge. Uh, so if they did, I don't know. God, I hope not. He played like four snaps. Can, can he stay healthy, please? Uh, George Kittle after the game. We're not turning the ball over, he said. We're converting third downs. We're putting our best players in position to make plays, and they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, it's a simple game if you can find a way to do those things. Chris Maldonado, and I think we'll end it with this comment. If we get another L, just have Levin, the truth, Black, and Rob talk to the team. They talk to Juice, and we got to win two in a row. That's true. I mean, you look, I don't want to say anything, but the facts are the facts. We talk to Juice, and the Niners have won two games by a combined score of 61 to 20. So I'm not saying that we did it, but I'm not saying we didn't do it either. Just, just throwing that out there. Just see. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Are we heroes? Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for joining us on the Niners Nation podcast. If you haven't done so already, please rate, review, and follow. I know uh, the reviews are kind of a pain in the ass and they're kind of tricky, but like if you take the extra 10 seconds, first of all, I promise you will read it on the show. Second of all, it's it makes a huge, huge difference for us. It really helps us get discovered. It's good for the algorithm. We want as many people as possible to join us on these shows. If you like these shows, please take 10 seconds and do it for us. I cannot tell you how much it helps. So please, please keep those going. Uh, we're going to be back with you this week. Obviously, Thanksgiving this week. Not going to lie, the schedule may be a little different in terms of 49ers and 5 in the morning and the podcast during the week. Uh, we're going to try and deliver as much as we can. The hope is that we'll be able to do our normal load. Uh, there's a couple of hosts that you know haven't gotten back to me in terms of what their schedule is this week, but we're going to try and do everything business as usual if we can because, look, business is good. Life is good if you're a 49ers fan right now. You're 5-5, five and five, two straight wins. Nobody wants to play you right now. You ask the Minnesota Vikings if they want to play the 49ers or play somebody else. They're going to tell you they want to play somebody else. So life is good. If I don't talk to you, if you're busy this week, whatever, have a happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully you can catch up on Niners podcast throughout the week. But I know how sometimes stuff gets away from you. So if I don't talk to you, have a happy Thanksgiving. Again, thanks everybody for watching. We appreciate it. Go Niners. And we'll talk to you next week.